Does your bike need some love? Shimano Original Replacement Parts are the best way to renew the original function of your Shimano-equipped bike. Available online and at your local retailer. From Red Kite Prayer, this is The Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. I am Celine Yeager, and with me is my co-host, Patrick Brady. Each week, we take a look at how cycling fits in our lives. How are you doing, Patrick? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. So often we talk about the weather because of how that affects our riding experience. Mm -hmm. But this time, I'm going to say the obvious nod is to the coronavirus. Yep. And how it's affecting our writing. It's still all about what affects our writing. Okay. And we're still on <laughs> same, same, same theme on the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Um, things have gotten really interesting in California. Um, let's see. Sonoma County's up to eight cases, which is mm-hmm. only one up from Tuesday, which is good. That's mm-hmm. I'll take that. But California is at 904 cases, which is up 26% in the last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. That puts us at 8% of the total number of cases in the U.S., hmm. uh, which is maybe okay, given how big the U.S. is uh, and how big our population is. Maybe, possibly. Uh, I'm not quite sure what to make of that, but... Yesterday, Gavin Newsom said that school may be out until next year. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, uh, Yeah, um, I was actually surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't have been, but I was actually surprised. Um, It can't that sort of possibility was broached a little sooner than I expected. Right. Right. And yeah, I understand that. Um, Yeah. I, to their credit, I mean, who knows, maybe, you know, 20 years from now, my boys will listen to this. Um, To their credit, they're, they're being awfully good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's still a little better to prepare people for that worst case scenario early than, you know what I mean? Like it just it on is. like yeah. to let that sink in as a, as a possibility earlier is better than later. I think. Yeah. Given the, the history of the American populace flipping out at certain suggestions, um, you know, I, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. What are things like in the Lehigh Valley? Um, you know, I have to say that we don't, uh, I'm not watching numbers very much. Uh, you know, we certainly Pennsylvania is one of the, it's not as hot as New York as far when you look at the map, but it, you know, we, we certainly have cases. We have one confirmed in, uh, our County, but I, you know, I have a, a, a friend in health and human services, who's a biologist in, in exactly this field. And we talked quite at length and she, I mean, the numbers just aren't real, you know? So <laughs> yeah, it, it's, we're not, so many places aren't testing. West Virginia doesn't have one case, you know what I mean? Like so many, it's just, 
you look at Russia, like how many cases they supposedly like look all over the world. And it's it doesn't yeah. you know, it's so yeah, so much of it is the information you're getting versus yeah. what the U.S. is still not testing. And, that yeah. you know, and, and when they start testing, it's going to quadruple, you know, it's going to go up exponentially. It's going to skyrocket. But that's not because yeah. they're all new cases. It's because they're right. here. Right. You know, so it's when they say act like everyone's got it, there's a reason for that. Like a lot of people have <laughs> it. Yeah. You know, and people are looking like, how how long has it been here? It might have been here longer than we even know. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so yeah. it's uh, it's it's just a good. Yeah, it's a good idea to just yeah. not uh, not panic when you see those numbers flying, because it's it's a lot of it is testing, you know, and. Yeah, we have a we have a lousy data set right now. We we have a really bad data set right now. Yeah. So I, you know, we're not in. I mean, I believe you guys are shelter in place. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We're not shelter in place, but we're still, you know, like don't go out unless you have to, kind of thing. You you go out for exercise, six right. feet apart, riding alone mostly. And I gotta say, thing. okay, so we're shelter in place. You walk into a grocery store. It is not six feet apart. People are no. not living that. No, they're not. They're not. I, I see a lot of people I see out and about pretty much are. I mean, I see what are obviously families and mm-hmm. I don't expect them to be six feet apart. Sure. Or or couples. And I don't expect them. I will say I hope that all of these people I see riding bikes are still riding bikes when all of this is in our rearview mirror. Because mm-hmm. I see a lot of people riding yeah. bikes right now. Oh, yeah. Well, that's cool. That's yeah. nice. Okay. No, there's a lot of people riding bikes. Tons of people riding bikes. The shops huh. are busy and they're, they're considered essential. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. And, and it's drop, you know, curb drop service and all that kind of stuff. But it's, uh, that is interesting to me. It's like all these people have discovered the great outdoors because there's more people riding bikes than you'll ever see in any given weekend in the summer. Even it's really interesting. <laughs> Bray. Um, well, you know, yeah, I mean, there is, it is, it is, there's something warming about that. There is yeah. something about that that I find. Yeah. Heartwarming. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, back on a previous point, just to share something briefly. Do you remember Omni magazine years and years ago? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sciencey magazine. Yeah. yeah of but course also I My brother was super into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I remember, uh, a, a report in there. This would have been like 1985 or something. 86 researchers at the University of Florida Gainesville had done a project to try and figure out how you could roughly guesstimate the population of cockroaches based on how many cockroaches you could see. (laughs) Okay, so this is going somewhere. Okay, Uh, I'm I'm hoping, I guess, I know it's going somewhere. I'm just bracing for where it's going. Their their research showed that for every cockroach you saw, mm-hmm. there were another 500. Mm, uh, okay. I used to live in Philadelphia. I don't like that number, but go ahead. That's, <laughs> that's, that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I got a deja vu of that the other day when I read a report that there's been research from Harvard Medical School and Massachusetts General Hospital. They say that for every reported case of COVID-19, you can pretty well guarantee there are another 50 in that community. 
That and how many are asymptomatic and they mm-hmm. don't even like the asymptomatic right. people, maybe the ones just like the children running around spreading it. All the children could have it for all we know. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Interesting stuff there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, by the way, speaking of like essential services and whatnot and uh, the world finding a way to justify bike shops as an essential service, uh, I'm glad that that's something that is being allowed to fly around here. Um, my friend, Brian Borchers, who owns Russian River Cycle Service, uh, mm-hmm. he's been, you know, staying open and, and working with people, but he will, he leaves his door locked. Uh, he'll do business. Mm-hmm. He comes to the door. He mm-hmm. puts something out on the ground. You know, I'm not sure how payment is handled, but, uh, yeah. he's doing his utmost to really respect all of that. And so to see someone both try to be of service and mm-hmm. continue keeping the, the economy moving, let's not forget that part. No doubt. But also being super responsible. I, I have a lot of respect for that. Our shops are taking the credit card orders over the phone. You know, so if I need something, I can call them, you know, the, uh-huh. and pay for whatever. And then we just do our like drop off and they can everybody wipes down what they need to wipe down kind of thing. And, um, you know, it's kind of seamless. They take Apple Pay and there's no contact or, you know, you can kind of do that even from two arms length, which is about six feet. And so it's, uh-huh. um, yeah, I mean, there's there's all kinds of ways that if you're creative, you can certainly, you know, keep that rolling. And I'm super glad to hear it too, because people are definitely, like I said, there's a lot of people getting around by bike right now. Yeah. And a lot of people riding, you know, through you know, some of our quieter areas to, to just get sane and recreate. So uh-huh. it's, it's a good, it's a good thing. That's a good thing. It, and they are essential. It's Oof. yeah. You know, but cool. ours like, you know, it's also a coffee shop. So they have to sort of shut that stuff down. So people, cause if a door is open, there's an implication that come on in. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw a picture of a local Starbucks that had no tables and no chairs in it. Right. Right. It's like, mm, okay, well that sends a that's message. sending a message. Yeah. Mm. All totally. Right. I'm I'm game. Yeah. Totally. Uh you just had a <laughs> travel adventure and a and oh. a cycling adventure oh. in the midst of a travel adventure. Oh my lord. <laughs> I, I have you know, I need I, I wanna say you know, just push the elephant right out of the room immediately is that it was a huge, huge, huge decision on everybody's part. That and there was nothing easy about any of that. Mm-hmm. Um uh you know, one more day and I wouldn't have gone mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally one more day and I would have stayed home because it was literally just on the cusp of the sinking in is what I'm calling it, period. Uh-huh. You know, like the the day, the Wednesday, even like, you know, it's just like, oh, even the CDC hadn't like cut down the numbers of people. And, um, you know, it's just still like wash your hands and keep your distance and be careful. And then. You know, the NCAA was still planning to go forth, but without audiences kind of thing. The Cape Epic was still rolling. I had friends flying to South Africa. I had (gasps) friends in. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a hugely expensive Uh, undertaking to cancel that. They were in South Africa, dude. And they didn't even that that was still a go until it was after, I think, after the Mid-South. They didn't like. Yeah. So, you know, so I'm still like, I, you know, I'm talking to Dave and I'm just like, I'm. Like, what do you think? He's like, I don't, 
You know, it's like, I, at this point, you know, what's good? Literally said, like, what's going to change in the next, like, couple of days kind of thing? Like, mm. the, you know, the na- naivete of that. Uh-huh. So, um, went to bed Wednesday. And in all of this, I'm watching the weather and going, <laughs> I wish I could at least be looking forward to a sunny event. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wish I could at least be looking forward to, like, Sunshine, dry, and something that would be not another thing to worry about. Oh, <laughs> so I God. get up Thursday and I go and the and the you know and and when you when I got to Oklahoma, it felt even like well, our schools hadn't even shut yet when I left. Oh, and Oklahoma's schools had not yet shut either. Uh-huh. So you know, I got mm-hmm. to Oklahoma and it feels it feels even kind of more distant than it did here. You know, really? like they don't even have any cases reported yet. No one's really talking about the guy that picked me up at the at the airport. His wife is a nurse in the hospital. And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we haven't closed our schools yet. And, you know, Bobby, I know, had been in touch with the local government. And like it was still, you know, everything was still a go. There were, he definitely on Thursday morning was like, if you don't want to come, don't come. I'll defer yeah. you. Um, you know, and a lot of people did stay home. I, granted, a lot of people also live in Oklahoma and they saw the forecast. Um, so I, <laughs> you mean some people stayed home, not because of contagion. Yes. I was getting direct messages from people who were staying home and it had nothing to do with contagion. They were, uh, they were local and they, again, it hadn't really sunk in for them yet either, but they were like, Oh no, 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 no. I'm not destroying my bike and that <laughs> stuff. Like they were like, we're staying home. Um, wow. Yeah. So, but it's so bizarre. Cause you know, when I got there, uh, it was 80, it was in the eighties. It was hot, which, yeah. Holy cow. Yes. Uh, which I was thinking, wow, that's, that's not biblical. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> but I was like, that's, that's not awesome either. Uh, but you know, that was Thursday. So I got my stuff, uh, you know, played pretty low, you know, I, I, I was staying at a house with some people in Ohio from Ohio and super, super nice. I had like, the whole little upstairs of this Airbnb to myself, which was nice too. Um, you know, they went out for a, a shakedown ride on Friday and it Friday was supposed to rain and it didn't rain, but it was much, much cooler. It was cool and overcast. So I went out with this guy. Uh, we did about 30 miles and the course was in perfect shape. It was, the roads were amazing, like packed fast, Beautiful. (laughs) I could give many adjectives for how perfect they were. Um, It's it's super interesting. The terrain is a lot like Kansas without the gravel. Okay, you know, best way to describe it, like long Uh and you know how when you look out and it's just those rollers into space. It's like that only it's red dirt in in a lot of it. It's just like it's it's not anything ever sustained climbing, but it's just roll. Like they're not rollers as in you can roll up the other side very easily necessarily. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But they are, but they are rollers. So it's, uh, um, yeah, much more like Kansas than California for sure. But it, when it's, when it's dry, you could definitely haul on it. Like you could, you know, I mean, you could, you could definitely keep some speed. And I kept looking, I have three different weather apps that I toggle between in situations like that, trying to find the one that's most favorable. Um, (laughs) And the forecast, kept it just kept changing, you know, and, and the rain was supposed to fall Friday. It didn't. I was hoping that it would continue to just 
push back, you know, and the forecast would be wrong. And it it wasn't. Uh, I woke up Saturday still hopeful, but that's because I sleep with earplugs in. And I did not <laughs> I did not hear the storms that rolled through all night long, um, bringing more than an inch of rain overnight. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Because when I stepped out the door at 630 in the morning to see what it felt like, it wasn't raining. You know, it looked like it had rained, but it wasn't raining. And our little crew was like, oh, okay." And one of the guys, Luke, had his weather app and he's like, "Mm, things are coming. You know, like he was looking at the radar. So we finished breakfast, kitted up. And like as I was getting on my shoes, you could hear the unmistakable pattering of raindrops starting on the windows. Yeah. And we all looked at each other and I walked out the door again. This is like the fourth time this morning I've stepped out onto the porch and uh, it's rain, rain, like. Steady, fat drops, rain. And it's 41 degrees. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Yep. So I had originally planned to wear my base layer, which is a thermal jersey. I have sportful, no rain arm warmers and a shake dry mm-hmm. jacket. Um, I felt like if the rain didn't stop and it was forecast to stop by 10 or 11, that I was going to be sauntering into hypothermia territory. Like I, it just, Mm. it felt risky to go that light. Uh, And I, you know, had I been racing, racing, like going for the win, I might've just cost all Tosh into the wind and been like, eh, I'll just go for it. And if things go sideways, then whatever. But I really, I just wanted to finish this thing. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd come all this way and through all the stress and all this stuff, I was like, if I'm going to line up today, I'm I, I'm going to finish today. You know, that was really in my mind. Um, so I'm like, I'm still going to ride hard and I'm still going to try to be quick, but I'm not going to take some dumb risk. And I, I, there's no reason to get hypothermic. And God knows I don't want to put any stress on any medical. Like there was just like just not doing that. So my plan, yeah. my plan B was I decided that I had a heavier gore jacket. Still not super. It's not like a touring jacket, but it's a little heavier than a shake dry. Um, yeah. And uh, I wore a chase vest so I could put that other layer inside of it. So I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't put water in my chase vest. I put my shake dry jacket and a light jersey and a pair of gloves uh, and put that in. No water in your chase vest? No, I had it on my bike. I don't like wearing a bladder ever, really. I am. I am not one to wear a bladder unless I really, really, really have to. And even then, honestly, I usually put a bottle in there. So I can put it on my bike. I don't like not knowing how much fluid I have on me. And I cannot keep track uh, with a chase vest. Well, uh, fair enough. Yeah, I can't. I can't disagree. With yeah, you I mean, it's just it's it's been a thing. I've, I've done it. For, you know, when I raced like those stage races in Africa and stuff. Yes, I, I used a bladder and that was it. I didn't have time to take any bottles out or any, you know, when I had a vest on. But these days I try to just use bottles. And if I have to slide one in the pocket of the vest, that's what I do. Um, but I knew there wasn't going to be much between the start and 50 mile aid station. In fact, I didn't think there was going to be anything, even though there was a little pop-up water stop that honestly I didn't stop at because it was 40 degrees and I didn't, I, I was doing pretty well with the fluids. But anyway, we rolled over to the start and we were greeted by thunder, like a storm, another storm had rolled oh. in. Yes. So they delayed the start. So now we're like, oh. Sort of everyone's trying to, you know, keep distance while jumping up and down in this parking garage uh, that we were all ducked under to stay warm. Finally, uh, finally get to the line. And it's funny. We line up and uh, Bobby, who Bobby's, you know, he's an emotional character for sure. 
he uh-huh. is. Uh, we're all standing there, and he's giving a very prolonged, heartfelt speech, and and I'm looking around, and people are shuddering. I mean, they're like literally shaking, and I was just, uh-huh. and I was just like. Oh, please stop talking, my friend. Please stop talking. I mean, I know this is all coming from a good place, but we all might perish right here on this start line if you don't stop talking. So, you know, finally, it was he, it was on. Um, it started fast, like all these things do. And it was I mean, we were just filthy and soaked immediately. It starts four miles on the pavement and then it hits the dirt Pretty soon thereafter, and then it's 95 miles of dirt again until you hit the until you hit the pavement. I mean, like a little stretch wow. of pavement into the aid station at 50, but you're not on pavement for very long before you hit the dirt again. Uh, and it's 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 hard to describe how how hard it was. Um, you know, a good frame of reference is is Payson McKelvin, who won this year and last year. Uh, his his normalized power for the whole thing was 323 watts. Going sixteen, <laughs> going sixteen miles an hour. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, which is four miles That's... per hour slower than he did last year's twenty mile per hour average. Which I'm at sure a much lower wattage. I didn't check his wattage. I mean, that's about. Wouldn't you say that's about like a just being on a four percent paved climb for an you know yes. for a hundred miles? That's exactly it. That's exactly what it felt like. Um, I can tell you that I have worked that hard in races before, but I have never worked that hard for so little progress. Wow. Yeah. It, it, uh, you know, the front line of riders, it was almost like being in snow. They had to sort of break trail because, oh, yeah. Cause the, right. cause it, the mud right. was uh-huh. fresh. If you look at pictures, it's fascinating because it, it's all this smooth, Dirt, it looks just like dirt, but you sink into it an inch or so. Uh Um, But then, like, the rest of us behind that front line, we were in, like, a snake pit of ruts, which 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 was hard, too, because, you know, like, going up was okay, but going down, I mean, you would try to ride one rut, and you would just get kicked all over the place. So you you were just, like, fishtailing down. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the sense, trying not to touch your brakes at all, if you could help it, you know, trying to not not. I only went sideways once. I kept it up. But yeah, there was a um, and it's funny because ride with GPS is so notoriously inaccurate, you know, so our files are <laughs> so notoriously inaccurate. Our file said it was supposed to be about forty five hundred feet of climbing on the day. It was over six thousand. So, oh, which is a huge, huge difference because I kept going, OK, they're it's only 33 oh, percent. I kept thinking, OK, <laughs> they're usually off by like 500, maybe whatever. It was so inaccurate. So I was just like, maybe it's going to get flat at some point and I'm going to be able to like actually make progress. But it it didn't ever get flat. and There was not much progress to be made. But, you know, fortunately, I'm very happy there wasn't much walking like that was the one thing that. I wasn't sure. There wasn't much walking. You're grateful there wasn't much walking. I'm so glad. I, I am. I don't like pushing <laughs> my bike. And I was just, I, I, I was having visions of that Kansas where they walked a long, long, long uh-huh. time. And uh-huh. I was, yeah. psychologically, I really didn't want to do that. There was one marshy stretch where there was no riding. I mean, there just was no riding. You're, you're, you were lucky to keep your shoes on your feet. Um, but it wasn't... Oh. 
it wasn't super super long and there was like a patch here or there that you had to maybe put a foot down but it, it other than that i was on my bike pedaling uh the whole time and about the halfway tip point i took a break I changed into those clothes. I was so glad to have them, you know, because at that point the rain had indeed stopped and it it, it uh-huh. warmed up a little. It never got warm, warm, but, you know, 50s, it was comfortable enough. Uh, changed into the drier, lighter layers, which always makes you feel so much better. Uh, uh-huh. Grabbed an espresso, a couple bags of chips. Somebody gave me like a little mini whiskey bottle that I put in my pocket. <laughs> Uh, and at my, one of my like house, the airline size. Yes, exactly. I'm like, never know. I might need this. Uh, went over right as I was getting ready to roll out. One of my housemates who I did done the pre-ride with had rolled in and I was like, mm, you might as well roll together. Uh, we power washed our bikes. There was a bike wash or a car wash that was giving free washes as you were rolling out of the aid station. Yeah. So oh, wow. that was nice. Just rolled through and just whacked. That must have made such a difference. It didn't, it didn't. I mean, it, well, it, it, oh, it, it, uh, it lightened the bike up, but everything at that point was pretty crunchy. You know, everything by that point was pretty, I, luckily my buddy had lube. I'm like, thank you. So at least there was that. Um, and the second half of the course honestly was considerably harder than the first. Cause the, no, <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause the first half was sloppy, but once it stopped raining and started congealing, it got worse peanut butter it got yeah it got it got more like that it got it definitely got it started claying up it started turning into clay so you know there's definitely some sections it was kind of a bummer like there was a section through the woods i was like if this was dry it would be amazing because it was just like little rollers that you could just it would have been super super fast and super fun because it was twisty but at with the conditions like i did you you weren't taking anything hot because you would end up in the you know (laughs) on the ground um there was an oasis at about mile 85 that had pancakes and whiskey. And I did indeed stop for a pancake and a shot of whiskey that that helped. And then just soldiered on for the final 19 miles, which were super, super challenging. I was 100 percent over it. I was 100 percent over it by that point. I was just like, and I, you just go back in and it's like all those pictures you see. It's just this sea of rollers and it's so oh. much work to get up and down them. Like your tension is like my triceps were getting sore. I didn't want any of the food in my pockets anymore. I was at that stage. Where I'm like, I don't want anything. Oh wow. I want to, I want out of this thing. I want, I just want out of this thing. So thank God, like there was a, I had a little company and you know, there were some people to just like, uh, yeah, this guy Rick and I just basically sometimes didn't talk much. Sometimes, you know, a little, a little banter. <laughs> um, End of the day, respectable. I don't know where I was overall, but I won my age division, which was nice. Um, yeah, okay. even with stopping and you know, had, had a good a good time overall. Uh, my bike is on my way back to me. It has uh, needed a lot of love. Needed new headset bearings, mm. new chain, new brake pads, new pulleys. A new headset? Head bear- the bearings and the head, yeah. Um, the bottom bracket, they were able to, sa- to salvage the the bearings in there. They thought that they would have to That's change. That's a surprise. I was surprised by that, too. I, I um, But you said new jockey wheels yep. for your rear derailleur? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, it, that stuff gets into, gets into everything. My, that really is a mark of distinction. Yeah. My shoes will I never mean, be the same. Oh. Yeah. Holy cow. Um, it's funny. I had the shoes outside for a couple of days because I didn't want to bring them in. 
And I, every time I looked out in the porch, I'm like, why are my Pearl Azumis out there? My Pearl Azumis are orange. The specialized uh-huh. shoes are black. But like I kept mistaking them for my Pearl Azumi <laughs> shoes because they're completely orange. <laughs> I was like, what are I? Those? Oh, right. Those shoes. I should clean them. And then I just keep walking. I finally did clean them. <laughs> but I kept wondering if, if people ever leave their house. I, I kept asking people that, like, do people go out when it's like this and drive? Because the Jeeps were going sideways. Like, I saw a four-wheel drive pickup truck slide off the road. Like, I, I'm like, how, oh my how does anybody get anywhere? Um, yeah, I've never, it's such a Jekyll Hyde event. I've never seen anything change that dramatically, mm-hmm. according to the weather. Like, I, you know, I'm, I am, at the end of the day, I am grateful that I had a chance to experience it, for sure. You know, I wish it had uh-huh. been under different circumstances with what we're facing now, not even the weather, but like mm-hmm. everything else, you know, that was, mm-hmm. that hung over it. Um, but, uh, you know, honestly, I, it just felt <laughs> some way I'm out there. It felt so much like a metaphor for what's going on. I'm like, it's hard and it's slow and I'm not sure when it's going to end, but I have faith that it will. And I, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of, I spent a lot of time thinking about that when I was out there and, uh, yeah. So that was the mid South. <laughs> Have I made you put it back or take it off your bucket list? <laughs> um, well, it is now in the same bucket as Dirty Kanza, which is to say, I'm not going back to Dirty Kanza unless it's a pretty stinking flat course and good weather. But how would you and even so there's know virtually, that? Well, I know. I know that that's kind of impossible because you got to register when you got to register. And that many months out, there's no way of knowing. Uh, and so this is a little bit like that in that I'd, I'd like to go. I'd be interested in doing that, but I'm not going if it's that. <laughs> it it you know, was. I mean, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not rich enough to like be able to buy uh, buy a plane ticket and, you know, pay for registration and then just kiss it all goodbye if it's not a great year. Right. Right. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> the, the fortune from, I did pay for my plane ticket. I was comped. Bobby comped me. You know, he wanted me to come down because uh, sort of have that a relationship with him, with the media and unpaved and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I did pay the $200 for my new stuff. <laughs> Out of, out of my out of my pocket um yeah Oof, wow that's really something i my bike will come I back mean, clean I, and rolling though and that's nice because i bike flighted hooray. it down there yeah i mean it is uh-huh. nice not to get like just a chunk of crap that'll <laughs> be a box sent back to you like yeah the, yeah you can't I, even pedal i do appreciate that yes in all my years of doing crazy events, muddy stuff, wet stuff, all that. I've never heard of one event killing headset bearings. Hmm. I, I rarely hear of anybody ever wearing out headset bearings. Hmm. Like almost never, you know, you hear people, I've got friends, they'll go to the bike shop, they'll get stuff replaced. Nobody ever says, oh, I needed a new headset. That's not <laughs> a thing. 
I don't know if mine was getting roached before I got down there. I have no idea, but I'm sure that event put the nail on the coffin if it if it was. Because <laughs> there was definitely yeah, there no. was a, a stream crossing that was uh um it it was real deep, you know, <laughs> just about <laughs> trying not to lose my bike in it. So yeah, holy cow! It was it was something something. I've never. It's you really do. You just keep thinking like. It's got to get better, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. This is probably a dumb question. Sure. Do we get to use the word epic again? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I think that was one of the more, I mean, the, 2017 is the other year that everybody brings up with that event, right? Because that's when, mm-hmm. but it wasn't necessarily because all those conditions were that bad. It's because everybody got hypothermia. Like because it the 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 it rained and nev- the temperatures not kind of got out of the thirties and they were supposed to so people just no just didn't finish because of that. Um, this this mm. re- this year there were only four hundred some finishers, um, but a lot of bikes just imploded. Lots of people had. Yeah the the two images that you sent me, holy cow! I mean it was. <laughs> Let's go with ugly. <laughs> it was, it was crazy. It was, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I've never seen, I've never seen that many roads in that bad of shape, continuously strung together. No. <laughs> that's, that's really something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but you know, there's something to be said for, you know, you want an experience that takes you to that place where life is really stripped down. And it was. And, it, you know, I kept thinking I was very glad I've been riding my single speed mountain bike a lot lately. And I was glad that I had been because I had that power to just sort of uh-huh. it was a, it, I used that a lot. That sort of. Mm. Yeah. 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 Wow. So. All righty. <laughs> We're going to take a short break for our sponsor Shimano and we'll be right back at Shimano. We love riding and we know you do, too, as a small repayment. For all the joy your bike has brought your life, we encourage you to maintain your bike regularly. Genuine Shimano replacement parts will keep your Shimano-equipped bike running smoothly. Whether your bike is built with 105, XTR, or our new gravel group, GRX, a well-maintained bike will operate better and go faster. Worn out a chain? Consider that a badge of honor. You've been riding a lot. Does it sound like metal on metal when you hit your rim brakes? That's a sign it's time for new brake shoes. What if your disc brakes don't feel as crisp as they used to? Cool, you've been going fast. Give them a bleed. Does your chain skip on smaller cogs? You're using all your gears, and now your cassette is shot. Is that old saddle creaking? It may be fatigued because of all the miles you've put in. Consider a saddle from Shimano's Pro line of components. And what about your feet? Cleats can and do wear out, especially the right cleat. If you're a cyclocross racer, whether it is the plastic cleat on a road shoe or metal SPD cleat, they can and do wear out. To keep that love burning bright, show your bike a little TLC and take it by your nearest Shimano dealer to keep it running just like when it was new. All righty, we are back with the Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. Patrick, what do you have for us this week? Mine's a little simpler, maybe maybe even more (laughs) lighthearted. You know, a a few episodes back, some episodes back, I didn't actually bother to count. My paceline pick was the new Shimano GRX group. Uh-huh. And 
you know, I mean, coming out with a group that's specifically for gravel instead of like some special parts that make it kind of gravel friendly. That was, that was interesting to me, you know, from the moment I heard about Mm -hmm. it. At this point, I've been writing it for some months now, and I'm ready to talk about it from a user standpoint. The first thing I want to say about this group is just how different it is relative to what innovation has been in road groups for decades, okay? Rather than do everything possible to make the group as light as possible, this group was engineered for reliability in crap conditions. Mm -hmm. So... They forswore any titanium and any carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. It's all aluminum. There's steel where they need it. But, you know, it's by and large an aluminum group. Uh, the cassette bears more in common with Altegra. Actually, it is an Altegra cassette. Uh, in terms of ergonomics, they've done so much that deserves celebrating. The first most obvious thing is what some folks refer to as the... Um, Jesus bump. Amen. <laughs> uh, well played. But hey, I I want to go ahead and apologize if that offends anyone. I don't mean to dis- be disrespectful. Neither do I. Religion. I mean it. Amen. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that bump at the end of the control lever that keeps your hand from sliding forward yep. or worse yet off the lever has a much more pronounced upward curve. The funny thing is there was a certain engineering reason that they needed a bigger bump the master cylinder for the brakes okay Mm -hmm. just the very nature of the group having hydraulic discs they had to make the the lever body bigger and they took that opportunity to give you a much bigger bump the sweep up uh is much more sharp and I've noticed that I can ride bumpy terrain and not feel like I'm going to have my hands mm-hmm. uh, just slide right off the, the uh, right off the hoods. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the sort of thing that might disqualify me from life insurance. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing that I've noticed is the front of the brake lever has been squared off and ha- there's a slight texture to the finish yep. that aids grip. Um, and I've always noticed that really rounded brake levers on sweaty days, mm-hmm. I would have trouble keeping my fingers on them. Mm-hmm. They could kind of slide around a little bit. And those squared off edges with that flat front mm-hmm. plus the texture, if you're on the hoods and you're braking, you're going to break. Mm-hmm. It's not going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, that's the sort of thing where you could walk into a bike shop and look at it and think, oh, big deal, schmig deal. But it's it's really something. I will say my only criticism of the group is that I wish that the DI2 paddle in front on the lever was a little bit bigger. I've honestly misshifted a couple of times. Okay, fewer than a half dozen because I went to reach for the forward paddle. And because I was bucking around on a bumpy fire road, I hit the rear paddle. Since then, I've learned to reach for the front corner of the brake lever and then just press my finger down and I'll catch that forward paddle. Uh, and that avoids any misshift. But I just think a bigger paddle there wouldn't actually hurt anything. The surface texture difference between the two paddles doesn't make a lick of difference because I'm always wearing long finger gloves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's sort of comical. Um, I've got those inline brake levers 
what the cyclocross world used to refer to as runkles oh, for yeah. Dieter Runkel, the Swiss racer who was the first to ever mount brake levers on his bar tops. Mm-hmm. I, okay, it, this doesn't matter to most people, but as somebody who actually worked on the bike and assembled it, setting those things up, not the least bit fun. <laughs> There's just, you know, you've got all these extra stretches of uh, hydraulic, house, hydraulic hose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when it came time to bleed the system, it took about twice as long because you had all these other opportunities for air to be in there. Mm. So bleed, 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 bleed. It took a long time. But in terms of actual use, I was a little surprised to find that I wasn't using them on descents the way that I thought I would. Turns out where they are really useful is on technical terrain where speeds aren't high, but the turns are frequent. On faster descents, even on rocky technical stuff, I still prefer to be in the drops. But if I'm turning a lot and the turns are tight, like on single track, these things are awesome sauce. Hmm. I, I really, really like them. I just, honestly, on a gravel bike, I'm not on single track all that often. So they really don't get a whole lot of use. Mm. Uh, there are times where they're just kind of like a novelty. But get me on some single track. And now because of them, because I've had experience on single track, I'm thinking about other trails that I've avoided in Anadel. Mm-hmm. Like don't much like being on with a gravel bike. And suddenly I'm thinking, oh, this might really change the equation. Hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm branching out more and more as a result of that, just in terms of what I think is going to be fun and adventurous. There probably isn't much I need to say about the brakes themselves, other than the fact that they use mineral oil instead of dot fluid, which makes bleeding the brakes infinitely easier. And because they are Shimano, they're as powerful as a Death Star's tractor beam (laughs) and reliable as the sun. (laughs) Uh, The drivetrain is worth some comment for sure. The crank is both uh, available in one by and two by versions Though I can't figure why anyone would go with one by given how flawless the front derailleur shifting is. I would prefer it's the two by is available in two versions, 4630 and 4831. I would prefer to be on the 4630. I'm on the 4831, which has a whopping 17 tooth difference between the big ring and the little. It's the largest difference I've ever written. And yet the shifting is absolutely right. I already said that flawless. Um, the funny thing is like every time you shift from one ring to the other, at minimum, you're doing either two down shifts or two up Mm -hmm, shifts. mm -hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of compensating once you've done that. Um, in back, I'm running the clutch derailleur. So there's never any noise from the chain slapping the chain stay. And I've never lost the chain, no matter what I've gone bumping across. Uh, and I'm using the, the Altegra 1134 So the upshot there is that this is the only quote unquote road group I've ever written that right out of the box offers a low gear of a less than one to one ratio. Mm -hmm. I am beyond grateful for that. You know, unless you're my neighbor, Pete Stetna, a one to one gear is a really big gear on an 18% Mm -hmm. grade. And if you encounter, encounter 22%, I'm going like two and a half miles an hour just trying to get the cranks turned over. Okay. (laughs) All that said, I'm in love with this group. I really am. I'm not bothered by the lack of a 12th cog. Uh, 
you know, as, as with the SRAM group mm-hmm. going from eight cogs to nine years ago was a big deal because that was an 11% increase in gear choices. Okay. Now going from 11 cogs to 12, it's only an 8% increase. It's notable, but it's not huge. It doesn't make the difference that going from eight to nine did. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. doesn't. Um, and it might sound funny to hear someone talk about the advantages of ergonomics specifically tailored to a gravel group. Okay. That's, we call that in the weeds, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but having ridden it for months now, the difference between this group and all the other groups I've ever used on gravel bikes, each of the little details that Shimano dialed for this group genuinely makes a difference. Um, I think you may have had a thing or two to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is my pace line pick this week. <laughs> so, yeah, you've uh, thanks for doing such great homework for me. So now I can just <laughs> say that it was I have to say I I did not miss a shift. Mm-hmm. In all of that condition, I did not I did not stop except for that 50 miles and clean my cha- my drivetrain either. That's that's significant. It is amazing. That's, like I, mm-hmm. the shifting, I mean, there might've been a lag here and there, but the shifting worked amazingly well. It, I mm-hmm. like my chain never dropped. My chain never left the, I also have the 4831. I agree with everything you said there that uh, the 48 a little stout for me too, quite frankly. <laughs> um, I've gotten used to it. I, again, I was happy to have been riding my single speed. Um, but it, uh, it, it's crazy. It's crazy how well it works. Mm-hmm. It, it's mm-hmm. uh, I, I just kept thinking because, I, you know, I've been riding it for a long time, but I had not put it really to the test in anything. So like you, I appreciated, you know, I'm like, oh, the ergonomics are fun. You know, that's cool. Like I can, you know, I kind of like the ridges. I don't have electronic because I'm I, I'm the only person in America that doesn't like electronic. So I have. uh What's wrong with you? That's what everybody asks. Uh, (laughs) I don't, I don't want, I, many things are wrong with me, but in this case, nothing, (laughs) nothing is wrong with me. I don't want to plug in my bike. I hate, I don't like the sound of it. I don't want to plug in my bike. I don't like the tech. I don't like anything about it. Um, I accept it when I have it on a bike and that's the way it is. But uh, I I have the mechanical and it worked. It worked great. Yeah, it's funny. The mechanic that the guy that I was riding with is a wrench and he had threatened to change it over in the middle of the night because he's just like everybody. <laughs> everybody should be on on electronic. Uh, but it, it worked flawlessly. I mean, yeah. honestly, flawlessly. Like I after that, I was like 100 percent sold. Like there's there's no better test than what I just put that bike through. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. was uh, remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. Because I haven't ridden that bike in an event yet. I've had to go out and like, just kind of put myself in some circumstances. And a couple of days ago, you know, I was, I was on this one section of a fire road in Annadel where it's just ultra rocky. And I thought, I'm just going to leave my hands on the hoods and see how this goes. It was relatively flat, mm-hmm. so I couldn't fall that far. It might still have been really, really stupid. <laughs> and like, I'm running 35 millimeter tires on, on the GRX wheels. And 
the rock there, normally I just am not willing to ride through there on 35s. Yeah. I want 30, 38s or 40s. I did manage to ping the rim against the tire on one rock. Uh, did not go flat. Uh, yay, uh, yay Michelin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was one of those things where, yeah, I was kind of hauling through there and my hands felt so secure on the hoods. When I really got going down again, just because of how it affects the balance of the bike totally. and weight distribution, I always get totally. in the hooks. Yeah, totally. And I will say that something I do want to make a change to on the bike is to get some of the satellite shifters. Uh, when it was shipped to me, I didn't get any of the satellite shifters. Mm-hmm. And I, especially the the climbing one, the, the switch that goes up on the bar top, mm-hmm. I definitely yeah, want to get that. There's something attractive about that. I could I could see that. Well, and just to, you know, to be able to do that, I mean, think about it, to have your hands on the bar tops and be able to both shift and brake. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. I, that's, that's yeah. pretty cool. Well, it's funny that it's um, a handy thing. one of our, our listeners dropped us a note in our Facebook page about the Mid-South thing. I don't know if you saw it. And he, uh, he said he got 40 miles in and, and ripped his rear derailleur uh, on a climb. And that's the first time he ever DNF'd and that was kind of it. And he's just like, what tricks or advice do you have? for protecting your equipment you know, besides a single speed, which I had, <laughs> I had thought about that. Um, but I think that, that, you know, the GRX is also set up to be lower profile to sort of help avoid some of those problems too. Right. The, of, mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. of tearing things off. And um, yeah, I rode, I rode 35s at the event. I, I rode and that was a hundred percent the call. People who had uh-huh. wider tires were not happy uh, yeah. because clearance and because you would you you needed to knife into that mud more than to to be on top of it you know so yeah yeah i could see how maybe running 32s that day oh totally peter stetner ran 32s i think two 32s or 33s i if i had had them i totally would have run them um (laughs) but 35 was what i had and that's what i sent down there and it was fine you know the pirellis were great they were they it was just like a little file tread in the middle and a slight knob on the outside. And I thought that was great okay, too. Yep. Cause I, you know, uh, McKelvin ran, ran slicks. He ran 40 slicks, which is amazing to me that he, uh, did what he did on those. He said it was probably oh my gosh. not the right decision. Um, but you know, because he didn't want to run knobs, which I get because knobs become slicks. But I kept thinking there's got to be an in-between between like what I feel. I feel like what I rode was in between a slick and a knob, you know, like there's tires mm-hmm. that sort of mm-hmm. have a profile. But I, I'm not going to argue yeah. with the guy that got one. <laughs> it's in my it's mind. It's kind of hard it more to impressive. argue with success. They say he had yeah. 40 slicks. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah, given the day you described, that is not a tire I would ever have selected. No, an interesting roll uh, of the dice. But wow. Yeah. Holy cow. What a thing. What a um, what a thing. <laughs> Boy. So uh, so anyway, I've done my pick. <laughs> <laughs> I just got signed out at Google. <laughs> You're gonna have a little bit of editing on this. this end. At least this is a clean edit. Unbelievable. Editing. I mean, like as you were making as you were saying that last sentence, it just popped me out unbelievable (gasps) what a day um oh come on oh okay there we go 
it was taking a, t- a while to load and it was tiny, tiny. Okay, here we go. Now it's taking forever to scroll. <laughs> My neighbor's taking a shower. (laughs) (laughs) What a day. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Before I get to my pick, first, a little update on last week's pick, the MyFitnessPal app. Yep. (laughs) Can I just say, this thing has more layers than a seven-layer dip. Huh. I continue to find new integrations and syncs (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's like every time I look at something, it does something else. Uh, cool. my favorite new one is that it, it does sync with Strava. So now as I'm doing my food diary, yep. once I upload a ride, it's just automatically added to the food diary and it updates what my calorie intake. Oh, will be for see, the day. that's kind of cool. It's amazing. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Just boop, populates the number. Don't have to do anything else. That's cool. I mean, yeah, it's it's remarkable. And yes, there is a sync with my scale as well. Uh, so as long as my scale is talking to the Wi-Fi, <laughs> you know, well, that's a little. And now you can just there. talk to your fridge. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I there's a limit to my Internet of things. There's only so far I want to go. I don't think I want anything talking to my refrigerator, <laughs> not even my boys. <laughs> OK. Uh, now my pick, uh, given that everybody's, um, mm-hmm. not doing group rides the way they have been, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go with Zwift. It's a good pick. Yes. It's been a pick before, but it, you know, and I don't want to be alarmist or anything. I'm not going to tell anybody to stay inside, but I get that there are people out there who are concerned about how things are going. Yeah. And you know, just want to do what they can to, to reduce exposure. Yep. Um, and I got to figure that my own garage is probably a pretty disease free zone. So, and it's a way to be social. Yeah. Yeah. There is that opportunity. Right. And I, you know, yeah, I really, I wasn't even looking at it for that, but just you, if you need that Jones of being out and about and whatnot, but aren't willing to go out and actually about Swift is such a great alternative. Totally. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, and I, it's funny, I, I don't know about you, but on social media, I'm seeing an awful lot of people upload, you know, images from their last Swift ride. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it, it makes a lot of sense, especially since there are people who, um, you know, for the many, many, many reasons right now, but I you know some people live in more congested areas and they can't get out and away from people as easily you know, some people might be immunocompromised and don't want to even try to go out, you know, by themselves, uh, whatever the case may be. But but there is that element that you can still get in a group and, you know, it, it's a virtual group, but you can know people in it. You can call all your friends and do, you know, there's a coach I know that just did a ride with like 800 people. Right. So it's yeah. I mean, there's this own you can you can chat. And nobody went down. Right. Exactly. You can chat with people. So it's there's a there's a lot there's a lot of good that can that that serves right now for sure yeah 
and can I just say how impressed I am that people can chat when I'm completely cross-eyed? <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, I mean, certainly I've been on rides like that where like two guys are busy chatting to each other. And I'm thinking if I tried to spit out a single word, I'd die. Uh, it, it turns out it's the same way on Swift. <laughs> but I mean, there's an extra layer there because they have to, you know, you can't just talk. No, I know. You actually have to hit a keyboard and type. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know that I could tell the difference between T and U. <laughs> I understand. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that part is reasonably impressive as well. So. Just a little reminder to everybody that there are other opportunities out there. And, you know, I had a I had an exchange with with a friend on Facebook earlier this week where uh, because of a post of mine, I'd suggested, you know, maybe spend a little more time in the woods or, you know, riding gravel roads. Uh, And that I was asked about, you know, why I was making that recommendation. And one of the things I read early on uh, actually not even early on in this during the last big measles outbreak was that if you can smell what someone ate recently, or if you can tell they were smoking something, anything like that, you are picking up respiratory droplets from them. And so basically if you can smell what someone has ingested by some method, uh, you're close enough to get infected. And there have been so many times where a passing car, you know, I smell the cigarette smoke, mm-hmm. things like that, or the pot smoke around here. Cause there's a lot of that. Uh, and so that was on my mind when I wrote that line is, is that, you know, I'm not going to get passed by a car and get a whiff of their cigarette smoke and potentially COVID-19. So just a, another little thing on my mind. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, that's, 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 it's, those are all reasonable things. Yeah, I'm thinking about the conversation I had with my friend at the Health and Human Services. And, you know, it's it's there's a lot to that. It's not anywhere near as airborne as the measles, you know, or, or like it's it's yes, it, it you know, there's a six foot thing for a reason, because that's how far the droplets pretty much can transport until <laughs> they drop to the ground. There was a study, you know, that it does linger in aerosol form for 30 minutes, but like the real life application of that is very low. That's a laboratory setting. You know, so they were very clear, like, please don't everybody get super alarmed about that. You know, but all well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, all that said, I mean, yes, I'm not telling people to be cavalier by any stretch of the imagination and and still to, you know, it's it's wise to ride alone. I mean, it's just why or with somebody, you know, very well side by side and, you know, six feet apart. But the but the trails make all that easier, like being mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, being out into quieter places where you can have some distance, make it all all easier for sure. Yeah. 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 Oof. Uh, well, you know, before we go, I also want to give everyone a heads up and there will be a link in our show notes. But I want to give everybody a a heads up to your latest piece for bicycling about Mm self-care with the coronavirus. Um, I mean, Celine, I've loved your work for a long time, but I really kind of feel like this may be one of the more important pieces you've ever written. Thank you. Because it it applies to absolutely everybody. This isn't a like, well, if you're trying to lose weight or, you know, if you're working on your aerobic fitness, Mm -hmm. this is if you have a beating heart. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, it was, 
I mean, it's a piece that has a lot of heart to, you know, in that regard, but uh, it, it's huge and encouraging that we don't, I, you know, even though I write about it with some regularity, I feel like we don't write often enough about cycling as a form of self-care. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it was, it was nagging on me an awful lot because this is, I'm a naturally catastrophic thinker and this is not a good time for catastrophic thinkers. And, uh, mm. you know, I know people and I've talked to some people who, um, they ride their bikes because that they have an eating disorder where they don't believe that they deserve to eat unless they've done anything. So they, yes. So they exercise. So they feel like they deserve food. Like, uh, I don't want to get super heavy here, but this is, this is super heavy. Uh, I just read today, you know, there is a very big concern that we are flattening the curve, but we're creating the Everest of mental health issues that might come up down the road. If we don't take Mm -hmm. care of our mental health now, like immediately. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a really long line at both the gun store and the beer place in town in where I live. And that chills me. Uh, and I don't want any of them. Not, this is not about two a, this is not about any of that. This is about my concern that when people feel despair and there's, there will be despair, uh, where mm-hmm. what, those guns get turned on yourself, those guns get turned where they're not, you know, keeping you safe off necessarily. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, this is, it's, it is heavy stuff. And I just, you know, I wanted to talk to people and say like, mostly to give people permission to feel the things that they're feeling, you know, mm-hmm. because a lot of people are like, shut up. The race got canceled. Don't be a baby. There are people dying. Okay. Yes. Yes. We all know that. We all know that there are people dying. Uh, you bike ride's not important. You know what? All that is important. And you're allowed to feel disappointed and you're allowed to feel mad and you're allowed to feel sad that you've been training for Boston forever and your marathon is canceled or put off or you've been training for the, all these races and you were super excited and you bought this bike and you trained all winter and all that's gone and you're insecure and you don't have your job. You know, like you're allowed to be bummed. You're allowed to be. Mm-hmm. That's Okay. You know, yeah. and I love the metaphor that the one researcher gave me is like, he's like, unless you sit with that and let yourself feel those feelings and, and deal with them, it's just like when an app running in the background on your phone, draining your energy. And I lo- like that is Amen. a great yeah. analogy, you know, yeah. so like and then just sort of what to do with it and that it like whatever you do, keep moving, like, you know, find new like you were saying, Zwift is great. Whatever your outlet has, can be, put the trainer in your backyard or you're on your porch if you need some air. But like, you know, if you can still go out and get that, but, but don't feel guilty for needing to take care of yourself because you absolutely, we don't, nobody knows what this looks like right now. We're all hoping for the best. We know it will end at some point. Right. But like, but we need to keep, we, so we don't turn into alcoholics and I'm not, I'm not trying to being flippant here. I'm not, you know, people are stockpiling booze. <laughs> like, so yeah. we don't have oh, yeah. this terrible mental health crisis when all this is done i mean i've got my own uh my own example of this uh corollary if you will i mean in 2017 when we had the fires uh that winter i had so many listeners and readers send clothing to give out to residents here who had lost their homes helping them get back out on the bike and I gave out clothing to more than 50 people. 
And the thing that I learned was that for someone to accept that help, if they're not accustomed to accepting help, they have to tell you their story. And so part of my social contract of doing this was I needed to listen to everyone's story. At the end of that, as I walked upstairs to my place, there was only one question in my head, beer or wine? <laughs> I, I put on 10 pounds that winter. Wow. You know, and that was just me trying to do something nice for my neighbors right. in the wake of the fires. And I, I had, I drank too much. Yeah, well, so I mean, be, be, be gentle thing. on yourself. It's like, like I'm not saying like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. There's there's this is a judgment free zone, and everyone maybe is drinking a little more than than they they normally would or whatever. But but it is it is licensed to uh, be gentle and and to take care of your mental health primarily and and exercise for everybody listening. I'm guessing that this is a thing that you use as an outlet and an anchor and a mental health device so don't give it up yeah 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 that covers it yep mm -hmm. all uh, right guys uh, hang in there everyone. i do think that's a yeah amen thank you yeah. uh i think that's a wrap for another episode oh uh as always keep those questions coming you all have been sending great stuff if you got an idea please drop by rkp we hope you've enjoyed the show, and if you have, please leave us a good review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It makes us easier for other listeners to find. Until next week, I'm Patrick Brady with Celine Yeager. Thanks for listening to The Paceline. <laughs>